Hello, I'm Angela Samata, critical advisor to The Heart of Glass on their work around suicide. I was the presenter of the BAFTA-nominated BBC One documentary Life After Suicide, and I've spent the last two decades working on arts projects and also projects that look at suicide prevention. Welcome to this series of conversations with the people behind the creation of The Suicide Chronicles, which is a long-term artistic project exploring how we might collectively create a language to share our experiences of suicide. Each chronicle focuses on one individual story or one particular aspect of suicide. And the project asks, what's important? How are we responsible for each other? What kind of world do we want to live in? And how do we want to hold each other within it? In this episode, I'll be speaking with my fellow creators of Chronicle One, Joanne Line and Lisa Vint. Thank you so much for agreeing to this conversation today. It kind of feels a little bit like getting the band back together. Kind of feels great to see you. Um, So we all took play, took part, sorry. We all took part in Chronicle 1 of the Suicide Chronicles. And it was just amazing to share that moment with with you, Lisa and Joe, um, because... I think there was just something very special about us being very open and very honest about our experience of losing our husbands and partners to suicide. And I just think there was something really magical about us being the first to kind of to do this. Um, And I think I'm just wondering, I know what it took for me to say yes to working with an artist and, (laughs) you know, talking about that very, very personal uh, experience and very personal parts of that experience which we'll come to later but what did it take for you both to say yes to that because it have you had you ever done anything like it before no no and I think I think obviously when Mark come to the SOBS group yeah um, and obviously he gives a, a flavour of, yeah. of what might be to come I mean it was a bit of dread initially but yeah. then I suppose the other side of it when you're on this journey, yeah, you want to get that message out there, yeah. whatever way that yeah. you can. So I think it was a yet yeah, straight off, okay. you know, and and I think as well, it was it was part of your healing journey, right, okay. as well. So that's how how I developed it yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was initially we didn't really know what it mm. was going to be. Yeah. Um, and it was quite cathartic, actually, some of the things that led up to actually doing that, that he yeah. had us doing. Because what it kind was. of thing did Mark, Mark Starry, the artist that we all three of us worked with, um, 
What kind of thing was Mark saying, Joe, in that first meeting when he came into that support group where, you know, everybody's there, where, you know, everybody was briefed by suicide? What was it that Mark said during that first meeting that you thought, actually, I've never taken part in an arts project before, but actually this might be the one that I'm going to say yes to? Because it was like, it made it clear that it was a safe environment that yeah. we could go in and there was mm-hmm. no pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was let's see where it takes us mm-hmm. yeah um it's not like you've got to be good at art because i'm you know yeah i think he did know it himself yeah. and i think that was we we all went on the journey together yeah and when he first came in if you remember he, he also talked about a previous project and yes. how that developed and I, I suppose it was like reassurance wasn't mm-hmm. it to, to sort of um you know okay and i, I we'll have trust. Yeah. We're going to have trust of where this journey is going to take us. And it was like, let's just see. Yeah. And, and it, it reassured you in a way, didn't it? When he was, he was just very open and honest about, look, I'm not going to sit here and say, this is what's going to be at the end. Because yeah. I don't know myself, yeah. you know, but if you're willing to... It changed weekly, didn't yeah. it? Okay. It was yeah. like, I was going to have this idea. Mm. He had an idea, but by the time the next week come, we ended up going totally on yeah. a different, different tangent. Yeah. Um, and some of the things we did... So I want to ask you about those things, because obviously you both agreed um, to use your lived experience and to really open up a conversation about your lived experience. And I really wanted to ask you about that process because I think when I met you both, you were already way into the process of of working with Mark. And obviously my role in the project originally uh, was in an advisory capacity, in a a consultancy capacity, which I've done on lots of different arts projects with my own, about my own lived experience. But I have never, and I don't know whether you actually know this, so you might be hearing this for the first time, but I have never, ever taken part in an arts project that I've been involved in. This is the only time that I have ever said yes to actually being in front of the camera, not just behind the camera, and allowing other people to tell their story. It really is the first time that I've ever actually taken part in an arts project. And I think exactly the same as you, when Mark was talking about what he wanted to how he wanted to work it was really that idea of collaborating um that that really enabled me to say well actually i'm going to tell you about this really really difficult thing that happened and then we're going to use that in 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 the final piece so tell me about the process because okay mark came into the group you did you two know each other by then by the way because you were both going to the survivors of bereavement by yeah. suicide support did. group yeah know yeah. each other so, so you knew each what other what we do each other's names and yeah through through, or... through the group and obviously okay. um it was a bit like of obviously after i'd lost pig yeah. um sobs was was there to yeah. sort of give that sense of direction because you you're feeling like lost and Absolutely. overwhelmed with yeah. uh, you can't make sense as you know, with with sort of this situation that, yeah. that you now find yourself in, yeah. um, so, and I've gone to a couple of different groups, yeah. which Joe also also so yeah. it's like, um, you know, it's how mm. we move forward. So we did mm. we did sort of know each other, but but it was only your shared lived yeah. experience yeah. of being bereaved by suicide yeah. that brought it together. Was the, so you the, didn't know each other. The before. suicide no, we didn't brought know us together. Before. So Mark Starrer comes along to group. Uh, you both kind of look at each other and think, actually, let's do this. 
what was the first sessions like? So, because I know you went through, how, how long was the process that you went through? About so 12 months, was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was about a year. It was like an open invitation to everybody. And okay. I, I think at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, Mark didn't know who would turn up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a few said they would come mm-hmm. and it ended up with just us two, didn't it? Wasn't yeah. That was there. Um, and we it was once a week mm-hmm. you'd go mm-hmm. and then it would sort of be, you know, um, let's see where this, this session goes. Okay. So it was different every week. We did poetry and... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Drag makeup, that was... Oh, that the was drag. a big The drag yeah. was amazing. <laughs> I mean, because I've seen some of the photographs from I feel like it was Rocky sessions. Horror. <laughs> and I've never been to I one. mean, you both looked absolutely amazing. And I've heard from Emily uh, about the laughter that went on. Did that really surprise you, yeah. Joe? that you were laughing and, and kind of feeling relaxed working with an artist because you, as I say you'd never done anything like this before it did it was a really safe environment yeah. to be honest because um, you didn't want to laugh but it was just the way we did it was we brought laughter back in yeah. to our yeah. lives we did have so, we had a lot of fun doing things yeah. and it was um, it when you did that there was a lot of tears though well I was going to say because it did look in some of those photographs I'm thinking whether that makeup was running or not because it, it did look as if you were talking about I mean because when, when Mark was taking you through you know working with the with the drag artists and and kind of as I suppose playing with your image and and getting used to your image I suppose really and seeing yourself differently and thinking about the masks that we all wear you know um tell me about why that was really poignant for you like where did the tears come from (sighs) scared it was the new oh I can't explain it it's just like there's a new thing that's happening to you you've had this experience in your life that you never thought in a million years you were Mm -hmm. ever going to go through Mm -hmm. um and then doing the things that we did and you know having the makeup on it was like right you've got another mask on now you can pretend yeah you're someone else um i felt like i started to find myself a bit again um because i was lost yeah i really was lost Mm -hmm. Um, mm. and through just the things that we did yeah. you could because you can't find the words all the time of what you're feeling mm. and you did it, I found it really really mm. good and it was yeah and you, we did it, and did you, well, it what, what was your favourite part of the process there Lisa so obviously Joe, you got a lot out of out of kind of playing with your yeah. image and thinking about you know almost the, the masks that we all we all wear, don't we, when yeah. in life, but certainly when, when we've been bereaved in the same way that we have. Um, tell me about the favourite part, your favourite part of that 12-month process, because you really did do quite a lot of different activities, didn't yeah. you, with Mark? I, th- I think it's difficult to sort of pinpoint any yeah. bit that was a favourite. Mm. Um, and even though we did separate things each week, the, the, the interlinked, mm. uh, one of... Th- there was a few where, do you remember when we drawn round ourselves and then um, on one we, we sort of had these, um, it, it, the, then from there it was like, okay, how, how do you develop this silhouette yeah. of you? 
Um, and I remember I'd done, um, it was t- I was 50 at the time, so um, I had like a tiara on that I'd put on with the 50 on. Um, I had like fairy wings on my back, roller skates on. And this is how saucy you, you drew. And um, and then we had to write a piece of poetry, did me about how that, that whole process developed. And on one I had, um, you know, a, a flame. Mm-hmm. Like the the warmth, mm-hmm. trying to come back into your life when you're feeling um, so alone and and and, and lost, um, and on the other of it, I'd like to, I, I remember in the poetry I was talking about a toy box, and on, so on the other one I was like a hoop on on my hand and um, you know sort of a lotus flower as the heart mm-hmm. and so it, it, it's sort of all in, interlinked yeah. isn't it um, and the other one we did a silhouette where if you remember we had to put you put soil I put yeah. a soil and then it was uh, do you remember like a chest of drawers yeah yeah and, and we, we, did we ended sa- up with the music from the saddle oh, oh what was blazing the saddle. blazing saddles yeah, yeah. The, so we'd end every so every week then. we'd end the session with this oh, blazing saddles and we'd be like (laughs) and then obviously the hug um but yeah to everything interlinked it it was it it was just really i think it was it allowed you to yeah to open open your mind and really reflect on this journey that you were on because i think a lot of the time because because you you with people who haven't i mean they have experienced suicide because they've experienced the loss of the person you've lost, but they haven't in it because obviously it's all different relationships and different connections. And um, and I think it, it was a bit like SOPs in a sense. It allowed you that open space where you could just reflect mm-hmm. on where you were at and you could actually safely look back. Mm-hmm. And okay, you'd have moments where you'd be back in that um, dark place. But it allowed you to to explore, mm-hmm. you know, how you felt, mm-hmm. um, and and how you were you were sort of trying to make your way through mm-hmm. this journey. Mm-hmm. So that it was, and each week did link in a way. Although we come in and he'd have a different idea. I know we were going to do that, but we're going to do this mm-hmm. instead. And oh, we go change, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think, but I think it is amazing that both of you. I mean, again, I, I'm quite fortunate because I've worked in the arts and for you know almost 20 years so I suppose I'm kind of used to artists coming in and and kind of talking to participants and and working with participants and having them do things that kind of seemingly are not connected but actually ends up coming coming around that they're they're really important to that process um but I wondered if there was any point in the process where you either of you thought actually okay this is enough now no okay that's really thoroughly, no. What's what, what's going on? I carried on doing it. Uh, yeah. To be honest, yeah. it was a wonderful experience, and Matt so yeah. lovely, yeah. and that, and yeah, you got um, so much. It was like a safe space. And you've you've said that a few times now, Joe, and I think it's wonderful because I think one of the things definitely I experienced after being bereaved by suicide was a real fear and a real feeling of that the ground underneath me had just been shaken, yeah. like. I, I, uh, it shattered my world view of of everything and every relationship and it really made me unsteady on my feet if you like emotionally yeah. and and sometimes kind of physically really where it's like oh, I'm not really sure how much more I can cope with here 
um and and to to hear you say that mark and the others involved in the project you know the whole team emily everybody created that safe space that enabled you to explore your um experience can you talk to me about what it was that made you feel safe what what was it that um, made it a safe space i think because of what had happened mm-hmm. you feel like the rug been pulled under your feet feet you feel mm-hmm. everybody's looking at you you're the one who's lost somebody you're yeah. the one um mm-hmm. and there there was they didn't pry because they already knew why you were there um you know if you wanted to burst into tears you could burst into tears you know but it was like they brought back if you want to laugh you know it's okay to laugh because I found that really really difficult Mm -hmm. uh, for a while to laugh Mm -hmm. for the guilt that you feel um but it was it was just the Mm -hmm. people around you Lisa and that Mm -hmm. and it was like it was like they were on that journey with Mm -hmm. you and um, did did you always do all of your sessions together? So all of that creative process, yeah. did you always do? Yeah. Were you always at those yeah. sessions yeah. together? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we have okay. become good friends now. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And it sounds horrible, but otherwise I'd never have met her. But it's yeah. almost like we've, we've it's all It's a positive been, out of yeah. a negative, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think it is you know yes all three of us have been bereaved in the same way but I think it's wonderful because actually all three of us have had a pretty unique experience together as well and and definitely you two working right through that through that process I mean for me I accidentally told Mark about a time when uh it, it was a real kind of reflection of the fact that my domestic life and and the life of my children had been completely just upended uh when my partner died and and there was a there was an occasion where I uh smashed every plate in the cupboard and it was a real kind of uh I don't know maybe it's the Greek coming out of me or whatever but it was a real moment of actually it was a real rail against the 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 domestic kind of element of all of this and the impact and we we know what that's like and that was where that came from so the the fact that I'm standing there in a, a man's suit and there's the, the you know the you know the pieces me kind of smashing up all of the crockery and the plates around me but I'm standing there in clothes that could have very easily belonged to my partner and it's ill-fitting and it, it kind of I've got men's shoes on and I've got a man's suit on and um and for me when Mark suggested that I did that it just felt exactly right and I know that some of the elements of the performance pieces that you both did came from that really early process didn't it so Lisa I know that your performance piece which is absolutely extraordinary I have to say um where you are suspended in a in a hoop you've got the most amazing is it a pink tutu on you've got a tutu on it's a it's a black tutu but it had feathers sewn into it of the suicide colors right so to give it that that Mm -hmm. that color and you're suspended in a hoop yeah you the hoop is constantly moving you are absolutely amazing in your performance in that hoop. I, I still am in, I'm in absolute awe of how you did that. But then in your hand, you've got a tea light, you've got a candle that you keep balancing and you and you keep that going all the way through your performance. What was that like doing that? 
Um, it was it was one of the, I don't even I think that come from um, the silhouette, mm. and I'd drawn the fire in my hand, yeah. and then obviously I had the hoop, mm-hmm. so it was like how how so it was like it was made up of like two different. Um, so on one, it's like trying to get a mirror image of me trying to keep this flame, mm-hmm. like the eternal flame, yeah. going as I'm trying to sort of keep this this um, hula hoop, small hula hoop going. And it was sort of think, thinking, all I remember thinking is, in my head, you you saw you sort of looking and obviously you're listening to what they're saying in relation to keeping the eye contact and mm-hmm. um you know but f- it it was just sort of how you drawn everything together in relation to what we've been doing each week mm-hmm. and I suppose a part of my journey as well is I took up pole dancing yeah. I took up hula hoop mm-hmm. um although I didn't do that as much as the pole mm-hmm. um. And it was about how you're sort of trying to find yourself yeah. in this abyss of mm-hmm. of bewilderment, mm-hmm. you know that that you sort of mm-hmm. that that's that's where you're at this new normal as we as we all sort of call it. Um, with regards to the, the balancing on the hoop, it was at the time as well because I, as part of the conversations, I see hearts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Used to be feathers. And then sort of moved on. One day I got flowers after telling P where to go with the feathers because I've had too many. And you, you feel obliged to collect them, don't you, yeah. when, when they're there. Um, and then it moved on to heart, which mm-hmm. actually the day of his funeral, um, when I got home that night, I had a heart in my shoe. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be from, from the mm-hmm. funny shapes of different hearts. So mm-hmm. while I'm trying to sort of suspend myself on this hoop, mm-hmm. they've got... Um, paper hearts so I'm sort of not as though I'm catching them but gracefully trying to keep my arms going and seeing if I can catch any of the hearts and I have to say it is extraordinary the way that you do that I mean the whole performance is just completely mesmerising but I think as again I think you don't need to have been bereaved by suicide to understand the symbolism there and I think that constant shifting moving trying to keep everything going trying to keep the flame going the heart that you know the the movement in the piece I I just think is is absolutely extraordinary and it's just incredibly powerful um Joe, your piece was equally as extraordinary. Um, you know, it, in the piece again, you use costume as well, um, and you have that beautiful silk slip that you wear. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, your performance? Mine was sort of more the earth. Mm. It was how you sort of stuck in this dark place. Now mm. um, it's like it's swallowing you up. Um, the slit was like could you get ease when you actually go to sleep Mm -hmm. that's the only time Mm -hmm. because when you wake up it's there again Mm -hmm. it's like it's fresh it's just happened Um, and it was just then we started playing with the wine because we've all all probably done it Mm -hmm. I think it's a good idea drink a bit too much to Mm -hmm. numb the pain Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why we, you know, started playing with that. And it was just, you know, that sleep, drink, 
you know, they text you again, and it's like, I just want, did you just want the ground to swallow you? Because mm-hmm. um, you just think you can't. Mm-hmm. I did, I thought, I can't go on. It's yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. And I think at the start of your your video piece, you're very, very beautiful. Your hair is amazing. <laughs> you look amazing. You are pristine and by the end of the piece you are absolutely covered almost from head to toe in the soil in the earth and the red wine that is just such a significant part of the piece that you did I I just as again I don't think you have to be bereaved by suicide to see that you have absolutely you've given people an insight into that overwhelming pain that I I think many people have experienced in lots of different areas of life, but specifically um, within the, 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 the experience of being bereaved by suicide. How did you feel when you were because your performance was a little bit like mine I don't know whether yours was the same Lisa we only had one take Yeah. so when I was smashing up all of the crockery you know with a hammer um, there was one take you you couldn't do it twice there was no way that was going to be set up again you know it looked like a piece from Corlinia Parker where it was all of those pieces suspended on fishing wire you know so there was only one one take and I think yours was the same wasn't it Joe? Yeah, that there was. was one take um, How did that feel to walk into the studio and see that soil on the ground and the wine? And it was how a bit did surreal at first yeah. to say that this is right. We're going to do this, and mm. but when I first lay down, you felt self-conscious. Yeah. Um, but then started doing it, and the feelings took over. Because okay. if you look at towards the end of it, I am crying because the emotion mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to cry now. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but that's how I felt, and it yeah. was. I don't think. I think if we'd have done more than one take, we'd mm-hmm. have lost. Yeah. We'd have lost that. Yeah. Um, because I think anybody seeing the piece knows that both of you are absolutely in the moment. There is, you know, very very quickly. I think it becomes very clear that you are both completely unaware, or actually. You don't care that there's cameras, lights, Mark standing there, other people from the team standing there, people who were thinking about your costume, people who were thinking about the angle of the camera. You know, you both seem completely and utterly absorbed in in what you're doing and it and it feels like it's it's not a performance it feels as if you are opening a tiny window to the rest of us into into what it's really like is that how is that is that am, am i interpreting that correctly is that how you you both yeah. felt yeah yeah and that that had obviously come out with the sessions because yeah. every because every different so session yeah. we, we'd sort it of was... explore the, the the journey we were on and um you know obviously with, with your piece it was it come out of one conversation wasn't it where it was like what yeah. what was life like like that and we remember yeah. you draw, draw drawing on the circle circles. and it was just yeah. going rounds and rounds and you know eat sleep drink yeah, repeat eat, sleep drink repeat yeah yeah one of those and it was of, like that want the earth to swallow me yeah up, so, you know yeah. just 
And then from Mark's mind, this is... Yeah, you'd always okay. knew when he was on to yeah. something, he'd have this twinkle in his yeah. eye. I mean, I've seen that twinkle, yeah, you've <laughs> got to be very I mean, careful. The first <laughs> where he said, I'm going to have you lying in all this and pouring wine on yourself, it was like... Yeah. What? And like you said, you can't rehearse <laughs> to do something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. But I think it's really interesting that we all three of us felt safe safe enough to be able to access that really really raw and and very personal part of our bereavement because I think we I think all three of us have kind of done that and allowed other people to see that I spoke to Emily um our producer earlier and and she said that when when the piece was originally shown um in the shopping center actually in inside a shop um, and it was open to the public. Uh, our film, our, our piece, Chronicle One, was shown six times a day, and nobody left during the performance. So sometimes when we show video pieces in art galleries or wherever in you know wherever it is, wherever the setting is, you'll normally get some people who'll come in for two minutes and then they'll walk out. Um, but nobody left. Why? Why do you think that is? I think it just draws you in when. Initially, obviously, people will come to look at stuff because they're curious, aren't they? And I think it was sort of around uh, mental health awareness. So there was all other things going on in the same place. But I think then once once you actually start watching it, you you're trying to sort of understand what 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 is this about? You know, what is this telling me? And then you get drawn into the emotion of what you're feeling while you're watching it. Um, I think everyone can relate, even if you've not gone through suicide. suicide you yeah. can relate yeah. to having that feeling. Yeah. Um, and I think the way we did it came across. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think as well, the way it was shown, because obviously yours was was the first part, was, yeah. then then Joe's, mm-hmm. and then mine. And I think it it sort of to me it signified. The, the the journey, the utter devastation when um, you first lose someone to suicide because your whole world is smashed. That, that what you thought you were going to be living is no longer, it's gone. And then you, you're then thrown into this dark chaos of being overwhelmed by everything that's going on around you that you can't sort of make sense of, which is obviously where Joe's bit was. Mm-hmm. And then I suppose with mine, it was about trying to refine who you are. So to me, it just felt like the way it was put together, mm-hmm. you know, it it was like the, the journey that we're on. And and you can repeat that journey because obviously you, you, you go back to... You go back and forwards, unfortunately, don't yeah, you? Yeah. But, but that's what it felt like to me, actually sitting there watching it. And I think it just put into motion mm-hmm. what what the experience mm-hmm. was for me, anyway. How how did you feel, Joe, watching it? It was like being in somebody else's shoes, as you were in those shoes. Yeah. yeah. These big size 12s that yeah. I think I had on. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Because I've actually gone through it, I knew exactly where you were coming from, and it was, even though there's no words in anything, it's the visualisation that was portrayed, it was just amazing. It was just your feelings mm. on film. Yeah. Um, and as Lisa said, it was like the beginning, you know, um, 
because we all want to do it. You want to smash everything up. Everything's. Um, and then mine, you were in the, the dark, dark place. I seen Lisa's as the light of, you know, there is light at the end of yeah. the tunnel. You yeah. can um, get there. I think you got there a bit quicker than me. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah. yeah. Did you, and this is a bit of a difficult one really, because this is not why I don't think that any of us took part in this project because we were hoping to find it therapeutic. But I'm going to ask you the question anyway. Did you find it therapeutic actually taking part in this, in Chronicle One? Did did you find the process therapeutic? Yes. Yeah. I would say yeah. to anyone, if you get the chance, mm. you know, we should do it. There should be more out there of these art projects. Because mm. I think when you say an art project, people think a painting. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know what I mean yeah. and it's not that mm. at all um, you know you're expressing yourself in so many different ways mm. you know like we said we did poetry you know makeup mm. everything we you know we did do bits of art mm. and, but it is mm. it's a different way to express yourself mm. because you don't have words for everything mm-hmm. and I found it really really good to be honest yeah and I think after some of the performances, so after some some of the times it was shown, there was certainly. Um, did you manage to get to any of the like in conversations that happened after after the films were shown? Have you been to any of those in conversation yeah. events? So there was one showing that I went to, and there was an in conversation event afterwards, and people had seen our Chronicle One and seen all three of our films together as as they sit together. Um. And the conversation was remarkable because people talked about us being open and honest about our experience and 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 visually trying to give people an insight into some aspects of of what we were going through and what we've been through and what we will always continue to go through, if you like. Um, people talked about watching the films, even though there's no, as you rightly said, there's no words in there. Um, People talked about it giving them permission to explore their own experiences of being bereaved by suicide. And I found that extraordinary, that by doing what we had done and saying yes to the project and giving a little insight into just a, just some aspects of our of our experience that, that we had actually given other people, um, particularly women were saying it about their experience because I think some people talked about feeling voiceless within their experience. How how does that make you feel knowing that there are people out there that have seen our our project, have seen our films, that now as a result of that are kind of finding their voice and wanting to talk about about, about their experience of losing their partners? Anything that can help someone mm. when they're... You know, they go through that. Mm. It's like, take it with open hands, mm. you know, yeah. anything. Mm. You know, it's a wonderful thing if that's what we've done by doing that. Mm. I feel, I, I feel so, blessed by Yeah. I really I, do. I suppose if it's I like... Um, somebody else. If people are... So we we say all the time, especially with sobs and stuff, you know, about having that open forum that people can feel safe to to actually um, try to to move forward in any way. But I think from our point of view, it's about reinforcing that, knowing that um, by the fact we've done that, mm. it, it's it's basically given people 
what they feel their permission to open the door. Yeah. Do you know? And I think, yeah, anything to to be able to bring it to the spotlight yeah. and, um, and what your feelings not wrong. Yeah. 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 Because, because um, tell me about how long you'd both been bereaved when you first started taking part in the project. Because I think for me it was about fifteen years at that point, so it was quite quite a while. Did we start? How, how long? Had I'm it trying. been since your bereavement when, when you? Started? I'm trying to think. What? What? what when, when was the project start? So it was three years ago. It was three years ago we we did our Chronicle One. So it's three years I ago. So before that. I yeah. Think. So it was twelve months. It's been about yeah. Just over 12 months. It was about 2018. You started working on this. Yeah. So yeah. twelve months. Yeah. So had no, you? No, older than two yeah. yeah, it was 12, 12 months. 18 months. Which again is extraordinary that you had both been bereaved like less than two years, you know, yeah. a year in in your case, Lisa. No, well, Joe, Joe was before, yeah, so it would have been. January, I think, yeah, I think it was the September we started yeah. the project. So, yeah, we would have been um, 60, yours would have been about 18 months yeah. then. Yeah. And do you think at that point you you were kind of thinking actually I'll I'll kind of try anything that's going to help with this or anything that's going to give me a little bit more insight into what what I'm experiencing was was that where your your head was at when you were yeah mm-hmm. to be honest it was it was if I can learn something from this if I can express myself a bit better because that's how Mark um came across it was like a different way to express yourself, express your feelings, um, you know, because you can, you've got all these feelings inside you, yeah. but they well up and they well up, and it's like, what do I do with them? Mm-hmm. And it was amazing, really, mm-hmm. to get that out. It was. Mm-hmm. So now our films live in the world on their own. And I think what I absolutely, well, there's lots of things I love about this whole project, but one of the things I love about the the films that we made um, is that they are not publicly available. So they can only ever be seen in very specific context with an intro when somebody talks about how they were made and why they were made. And I kind of really love the fact that they're not just on YouTube, so people can't just access, you know, access them without knowing the context and kind of what it took for us all to, to, to kind of to go there, if you like. How, how do you feel about that? Do you do you feel as if they should be protected and shown in that way, or or do you think that actually you wish they were just completely publicly available? It it's. I don't. I think for them to be just accessible to anyone, there's always the chance of um, them being used out of context yeah. and stuff. And I think it's important that they're shown in the right way. Um, you know. So I mean, at the beginning, it wasn't really. You you just think that well, it's part of an art project, so it's always going to be in a well, certain format and. At first, I realised that it was going to be as it was. Mm-hmm. To be honest, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we'll just go in this room and do bits of drawing. And, yeah. You know, Yeah. I don't think we realised at first that that was what we mm-hmm. was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, it needs to be the right context mm-hmm. for people to watch that. Yeah. I mean, because we put our heart 
you know, and we've laid <coughs> ourselves bare on that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and have your families or your significant the significant people in your lives have 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 you shown the films or have they seen the films? Any of the significant people in your lives? I think my daughter's seen it. Mm-hmm. And when's he seen yeah. it? But yeah, the, the the rest of the family haven't. And did they know that you were going through this process of, of working with Mark? Did did you tell anybody? Did you keep it a secret? No, did you? People. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and they've seen the pictures because we took pictures. Yeah, I've got all the pictures. The pictures, so, yeah. pictures and... I mean, the pictures are extraordinary, and yeah. the, some of the pictures that were taken during that process were, yeah. were just absolutely extraordinary when you're surrounded by lots and lots of mirrors. And I've seen ones where, you know, you, your shape's on the floor, and, you yeah. know, you've got yeah. full drag makeup on in various ones, and you both look absolutely extraordinary, I have to say. Um, but I just wondered what their reactions were to the films, the people that who love you. What what was it like for them seeing seeing you? Actually, quite vulnerable. Actually, I in, think they in were the just films, glad that we were doing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose it's they can see the positive mm-hmm. impact it's having. Yeah, but it was having. And I want to ask you about that impact because I know. When I um, recorded my film, I came into the studio. You know, we had we had different slots, didn't we? We had different days so that we the setup could be done and everything. And I know that I recorded mine, came in, did did what we all did, and then I literally left that studio and I got on a plane and I went to work and um, and I didn't have time to think about what I'd done. And it wasn't till actually a few weeks later that the enormity of like wow, okay, that happened, kind of sunk in. Um, what was it like for, for you, Lisa, like after you did the recording? So did you literally like just, you know, take the makeup off and go home? And Or how did it feel for you after you'd actually kind of performed the piece? Yeah, the Chinese. <laughs> we went for the Chinese. Well, well, first and foremost, we had to wash the mud and the wine off you yeah. in, in a tiny did little you sink. Both, did you both wait for each other we when did. you yes. did your pieces? Yeah, so oh, we've had we've seen that. each other's pieces. Each other. Yeah. yeah. All the way through this. Okay. Yeah. Um, so were you there when both of your pieces, yeah. so did you both watch each other's yeah, recordings? Yeah, I came early so right, I could brilliant. watch Lisa okay. and... Yeah, because I, I think I was yeah. in the day before you see, so yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. see either of you. Um, yeah. yeah, and then we went. For so you both went after. for some food, and, and, and we're like, okay. wow. so we've always <laughs> okay. had each other to bounce yeah. off and to, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. share that because we both know what, yeah. what it is. Yeah. So tell me about what happened afterwards. Did you both go off and become budding professional artists, or <laughs> did yeah. are you both performing in the West End now? Or no. tell no. me. Tell me what happened afterwards, Joe. That's my only film I've made. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've not done anything since then. Yeah. Um, Even though Matt said he wouldn't mind doing something else, but yeah, we never caught up again. Yeah, Yeah, we never caught up again, Um, and then COVID hit. Well, that's it. Because we recorded them, didn't we? And then, obviously, the last two years have have kind of changed everything, really. And I wonder whether the last two years will change how people see our films, actually, because I think millions of people have now experienced that sudden loss of people and and, and losing people and that those overwhelming feelings that we had experienced in in our very particular way. But I wonder whether people seeing our films now would actually see them reflecting their experience of losing people through covid and 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 and, you know losing people in very very distressing um circumstances 
Lisa, what did what did you do next? Um, I suppose from at, at that time of of doing the project, I, I think my own sort of journey was leading me more towards um, not just about surviving, mm. but about bringing the message in relation to prevention. Um, so that um, I became a volunteer for um, SOBS, the Liverpool group, um, and also help out in the St. Helens if they need me. And um, it was just really looking at, okay, how do I get the message out? And we'd sort of um, become friendly with Natalie, who was public health for St. Helens. Um, so if any time there was anything mm-hmm. it was like can you do this yeah I'll do it so so you've chosen really to continue yeah. to use your lived experience in a yeah. in in quite an open public way yeah. way haven't you but Joe you you actually don't do that do you 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 was it the project did you find the project so therapeutic that it took you to the place that you wanted to be and then you've decided yeah. not to use your lived experience anymore I do use my lived experience though every okay. day okay. um Maybe not the way Lisa does, but I, because of my job, I go I go into different houses, mm-hmm. and I'm very open, and people talk to strangers because it's yeah. easy. Yeah. So, the amount of conversations I've had, and mm-hmm. the amount of people that live in, you know, the northwest now that know my experience, I know theirs, yeah. um, because I am very honest about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of what he did. Yeah. Um, so. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't just sat back. I just don't do what Lisa does. Yeah. Um, but you're you're both using your lived experience in the way. Hopefully, you you you're both happy with doing. Yeah. Maybe you know, Lisa, you're very happy to do things publicly and big and climb Everest. You've just been to base camp, I think, haven't you? Yeah. Um, and Joe, it's. I wonder whether you feel that you would have been happy to have those quiet conversations with people if you hadn't have done the art project do you feel like the art project has enabled you yeah, to yeah I, I think it's enabled me to express things more mm. i really do mm. um you know actually seeing yourself up there on that big screen was like <gasps> um yeah plastered over the shopping center the big pictures when you were going yeah. oh there's me <laughs> you know but i was proud of what i did good yeah. um and I've shown all my work colleagues, all my friends, mm-hmm. you know, all the photos, everything of what we, mm-hmm. you know, and I do speak to people. I'm a mental health first aider and that for work. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it has given me the confidence to do everything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just been absolutely amazing seeing you both again because I think we created something extraordinary and I think it's something that is is timeless you know I think they'll still be showing our films in years to come because I think there's just something about the human experience that all three of us managed to capture and I think working with Mark as an artist he helped us to translate those really human aspects of um, suicide bereavement and um, I think that there's just something timeless about, about what we all created so thanks so much Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this conversation. 
You can find out more information about the Suicide Chronicles in the show notes. Within the show notes, we have also included a list of helplines that you can contact to access support anytime, anywhere. The Suicide Chronicles is produced by Heart of Glass. The beautiful music you heard was specially composed for this project by Andrew P.M. Hunt. And sound design and audio production are by George Maund. <laughs>